This is a fucking shit show. I know. The record call automatically uh, got deselected. So, uh, hi. <laughs> hi. <laughs> happy uh, New Year. Happy Happy New Year. I, uh, I haven't looked at the, the documents. So I feel like it's been forever because it's been two weeks. It does. It feels like it's been a very, very long time. Yeah, it's like, is the show, do we still do the show? Is the show still exist? Is it over? What's going on? Which is silly to, to feel that way, but it did feel that way. It was like, yeah. did something happen? Is it over? Yeah, there's a small part um, of me that's like, yeah, we don't need to do it this week. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, it's not like I don't want to talk to Paul. I like talking to Paul, but it's like... Eh. <laughs> you got to get back in the habit again. Yeah, yeah. Is the problem is that, you know, you the, the, the rhythm is now uh, gone. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yes. So, uh, for folks who have lost track... The last episode that people will have heard will have been the Leo Laporte episode, which will is not yet posted as we record because I haven't even edited it yet. <laughs> um, and, uh, because uh, one, I've been uh, I've remained sick to varying degrees, um, but I'm feeling much better now. Um, nice, nice. And, and the holidays are uh, uh, it is January first actually as we record this. It is January first of the, the whatever the next year after 2015 is and uh us both having children and obligations during uh holidays it just made uh things a little chaotic and so hey lots of other shows go on a little break mm -hmm. during the holidays point of inquiry right now is going on a hiatus really interesting yeah why, why weeks um... of no shows <laughs> what a bold experiment uh yeah i know right? for weeks <laughs> of nothing I kind of, I've fallen off the Pixar wagon in the sense that I haven't watched that many lately. Well, it's a little relentless. I mean, they did two this year, which is a lot. The Good Dinosaur looks cute. I actually have an interest in seeing that. Inside, Inside and Out, I think, was the other one? Yeah, Inside Out we have, actually. Yeah. Um, and I so. absolutely have zero interest in seeing that. Um, because, and I'll tell you why exactly, I used to watch Herman's Head. And that is Herman's head. <laughs> I and, loved Herman's head. Yeah, no, and I, and I just saw the trailer. I was like, do they, do they know they're making Herman's head? Is I, you know what I thought? Is that Lisa too, Simpson. I mean, in that? I didn't think specifically about Herman's head, but I thought this hasn't this idea been done? The whole the, the bunch of people in a control room in the head yeah. thing. And but, that's the yeah. problem with, with with high concept, right? Like the story could be vastly different. And I'm sure that it is, and I'm sure the tone is incredibly different from anything in Herman's head. Oh, but once yes, it's like somewhat. Yeah, I'm sure. But then if it's a high concept, the problem is you're like you're comparing it to the high concept aspect, not the specific execution, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's it's kind of well, it's a lovely film. It's a lovely film. Yeah, and uh, I'm sure it is. Yeah, I've heard no, I've heard I've heard good things. Um yeah. and the good dinosaur. I've not seen I good dinosaur yet. I have I mean I, I make it to the theater very rarely. Um, and also kids movies in theater, that's a couple of years from now <laughs> for me. Right. Um are you, have you taken your kids to the theater yet? Like, we, oh yeah, um, we've just introduced Phoebe to uh, the movie theaters. Sometimes it's like the only thing we can think of to to do with them on like a weekend day or something. It's like, oh my god, we got to get these fucking kids out of the house. What are we gonna do? Um, gonna, we gotta get oh, all they're doing. It, they're sitting at home watching television. Oh, we gotta get them out of the house. Let's sit them in a dark room with a bunch of other strangers. Way different. It's way different. Movie. Everybody knows that because it is. <laughs> just, just because reason is Brian. Um. Exactly because it costs much more. That's why. It's really a lot more expensive, and they have to sit perfectly still for two hours. Yeah. Well, they're remarkably good at it, actually, um, for yeah. the most part. For the most part. How, um, um, how old I'm were they think. when... I think Toby was four when we took him to see Monsters University. Uh, I saw that fairly recently. Really liked that. Toby was... Uh, uh, scared of it a little bit because of uh like the librarian monster and stuff and the and and dean hard scrabble yeah that's her name um he was kind of afraid of those characters and so he stuck yeah. with that so even now at six he's like i don't want to watch that movie because he just remembers being scared of those characters and that's, ah, okay. that's all he's hung on to but he's right. fine in the theaters and we've just started bringing phoebe who's three uh we uh brought her to uh the first one was the minions movie which mm. you know i i could have lived without um, but, I am living uh, without it, so that's good. That's good for you. I I um, but but it. the next one we saw with her was the Peanuts movie, which is actually delightful. Did that even come out? Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. It's been. It's happened. Okay. It's done. I saw it because um, I, I thought I saw that it was coming up, but then I didn't 
here I don't I mean I'm not super connected to like kids movies yet but then the other day at the grocery store they make like little like they have like you know uh, like basically half a baseball cake but I mean it's like the size of a basketball I guess but like you know mm-hmm. and they had the Schultz characters so they're all the heads of the, of mm-hmm. the characters because they just you know make that and then Halloween they made like ghouls or whatever and I was like is the movie just coming out now because <laughs> that what they're making yeah no it's head? happened yeah okay I thought so, and so it, okay and it was lovely it was lovely and both the kids loved it and they did really well so they're doing fine in in the theater situation as long as it's you know a movie they're not you know terrified of uh, once in a while you'll get like a uh, I want to go home when you've been there for thirty minutes and you're like oh no we paid eleven bucks or whatever it is <laughs> um, so uh, we're watching yeah. this goddamn movie. Yeah, I, I remember the first time my eldest little brother, Devin, I happened to be, because look, my dad, he's the second crop of kids, so I, you know, it's even in the summer or whatever, um, and I can't remember how old he was, but we went to go see the movie um, Dinosaur, the one was like live action, but with like, I think it was DreamWorks maybe, where they had the dinosaurs, but they were like CG just over like regular background, so they'd like have them step into water, and you know the movie I'm talking about? No. I don't anyway, it, it was a, it was okay. It was a while ago. It was like over a decade ago. Because he's like he's like, well, he would be done university, but he's like twenty four or whatever, and so it was probably like twelve years ago or something. Anyway, okay. it, it, and and when we were sort of like prepping him for the experience of this, you do the you know you have to sit still and you have to be quiet and you, you know these kind of things and then everyone was, was just saying this to him and like oh it's a big screen where you get a scene is all excited and I was like you know there's other people gonna be there and he was like what <laughs> <laughs> and like no one had mentioned that get like, out. It was just, it's just one of those things you wouldn't think to mention I was like wait a second let me uh, did anyone mention that he's that we're not gonna be the only ones there <laughs> and he was just like holy shit that's the weird one so this is episode 25 I guess of Thinkery yeah there may, be, there may be 10 of you listening. There may be 1,000. I don't fucking know. Who knows? Well, you know, we're going to get... Remember, the next one that's going to post is the, the Leo episode. So yeah. folks will be all know. excited about that. I don't even know. I mean, yes. Because, because hopefully. there aren't enough ways to hear Leo Laporte in the podcast format. So they need this one to satisfy them. Yeah, that was, by the way, we didn't do our postmortem. That was an amazing conversation. That it was, was an amazing episode. It was an amazing Um he was, he's, I, I think I made the joke to you after, is that we should have like a second show where it's just Leo describes things he's read. Yeah, yeah. Because he just think, was like. You know what, I'll bet he'd be into that. I bet, if he had time, I bet he would be. Um, because, yeah, I mean, he's already educated and I kind of forget that. Because yeah. he's just like this super genial guy who talks about technology. But um, this specifically, I, I mean, I've, we hear it, we both heard him speak a lot and, and, you know, he's got a good recall of things. But the way he was like, oh, I read this thing and here's the title and blah, blah blah and I don't feel like he was looking it up right but exactly. like he was actually having the recall of it and it's like that was in, impressive because um, obviously both of us we don't remember anything um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah and I, I feel like I mean I think it went as well as I, I could have hoped it would have gone um, because I was hoping we'd have this kind of deep conversation where it's like oh maybe he doesn't get to have as many like he doesn't get to go on in certain ways in the framework of his network, which is fine because it's what he set up or whatever. But then it was like, oh, he's going to be in line for Star Wars. And we're like, oh, okay, I oh, guess we're boy. just going to have like light shit. But then he, he like waited. Yeah, and, well, I and, thought maybe we were going to get more or less brushed off, right? Where it was going to be yeah, a thing that's where it's like, like, I am checking a box, doing a favor for Brian. Uh, and I didn't think he was going to be dismissive about it. Just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't think like a brush off would be the wrong tone, I think. Yeah, not brush but, off, but yeah. Yeah, he'd be like, okay, well, I, I don't have as much time as I thought. I, it was a scheduling thing because he had already, before he we agreed to that date, he had already on his shows mentioned the Star Wars tickets that he'd purchased. So they were like, oh, I didn't realize that was the night. Because in my head, I thought, oh, the next day, because the, we opened the next day, that that was, that was the thing. So it's like, oh, that's not a problem. Um, but yeah, no, he, gave us, he gave us all the time and he was uh, super gracious and he just was like talking about, I mean, he talks about his kids on the show, so it might really just be that it's a slightly different aggregate of topics. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah. but it, felt like, it felt like he was, he was engaged in the conversation, I thought. Definitely. He seemed to know. No, what I, yeah, that's what I really liked about it is that he just kind of eased right into it. It wasn't a thing where he kind of felt us out or anything. He just kind of relaxed. Into, you know, part of that is, though, he's just. Uh, he's so good at it's it. It's that whole 10,000 hours still. thing. It's just exactly. He's yeah. an expert at speaking extemporaneously uh, for and, and an audience. And picking up and backs. Yeah, and, and, 
and noticing things you said and picking up on them later. And he mm-hmm. had looked into you clearly because he made some, I can't remember off the top of my head, but he made some references toward you about like where you lived and stuff like that. So, um, cause he said yeah, that, like, yes. you lived in Washington or whatever. I think a couple of references like that, which, which if nothing else just meant that he's like, Oh, I'm going to do this show. Let me find out a little bit about these guys. Before yeah, yeah, yeah. I oh them. yeah. I don't which think he great. was like hiring a PI or something to stalk you or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe he <laughs> should have. Maybe, maybe, um, because that's apparently what people do when they, um, oh, there was some guy, I've completely, I keep forgetting this. There was a guy on Twitter, um, who's, who asked us to follow him, uh, so he could ask us a question because he wanted to be oh. on the show and I don't really I keep forgetting that. Yeah. I, um, I can't remember if I even responded to him. Someone solicited um, us to be a guest on the show. Yes, yes, yes. And I, is he not well? <laughs> it was. Is he a spam bot? No, he was a dude. He has a podcast of his own. Rohit Mahindra. He has a podcast. I don't know. I didn't look far enough into whether you know what the topics are. What the that what the topic is of the show. So I just thought it was interesting. You just said, "Can you DM us? DM me. I'd like to be on your show." I, I don't even know how to respond to that request. Yeah, I didn't. I and, and this is not Rohit. If you are listening. This is in no way us saying, "Haha, the guys." I'm just, I just remembered this because I forgot. <laughs> because and, and, it was frankly, like, uh, sir, we just we, I can't, I, we can't envision a scenario in which someone would like be like, "Hey, uh, yeah. you don't know who I am. Please <laughs> let me on your show." It's like, really? Is that a good thing? Is that a weird thing? Is that a? I don't yeah, know I don't what know. to think. So, <laughs> um, and yeah, and it was just that was on the 17th, and then I was just you know just got distracted, work and kid and. Their website looks life nice. and yeah I um and I, I listened to a couple minutes of one he was talking to uh, he I think he was talking to like an Indian fellow but I don't remember what the what the the substance of it was but I'm, I'm just remembering that in the context of researching people because as soon as he said that I was like of course I looked up to see what it was and I was thinking oh at the time I remember thinking okay yeah of course that's what you do I mean unless he unless he just because he says would like to be a guest unless he's saying he would like us to be a guest on his podcast but I feel like but that's a missing a word or whatever so that's right, possible right, right. i don't know so rohit by the time this episode's out i will have probably probably responded to we'll have already figured capacity. this shit out yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so this oh, is they're only up to episode 16 so we are totally uh we're veterans as far as he's concerned compared, yeah we're old hat um yeah so anyway the point of that was the the point before was uh, leo leo is quite cool and yes a, a show where he's just talking about books he's read would be pretty um pretty kick-ass <laughs> it absolutely would be you could have like leo's book club kind of show yeah i but i feel like if he was gonna do that why wouldn't he do that on his own network so i just moved away well, from because Mike, it wouldn't be related to the to the subject matter of twit and you know that's one of the things that's that i feel like they they find themselves doing is that when something really isn't pretty firmly within the tech wheelhouse they have to cut it off because uh, it just doesn't yeah. fly with that and audience. that was what i was hoping that that not that that's why he would do it because he he knows me, but but still, it's not like I'm one of like a million people he knows ish, right? Of course, yeah. Um, we're not like you know he recognized me in person at one time. That's about um, that's about it, you know. Mm-hmm. As far as like we're like the, and I guess I I posed as him at CES briefly, but um, <laughs> and and I was on his TV show and he was on my. But, I mean, so there's more than just like hey, how are you? But whatever. Um, but so it wasn't yeah, it wasn't some like. Um, crazy thing or something, but but yeah, I, I, that was my hope, and and I think I think that's what happened, right? I think we had the sort mm-hmm. of conversation that um, we seem to be okay at, as far as yep. taking the sort of nice conversations where they go and stuff, and yep. talking about um, his kids. I thought that was interesting. He's like, yeah, I'm okay with my. I don't want my kids to talk to me that much. <laughs> yeah. Which I took to be that I want them to be autonomous and have their own lives, not I don't give a shit about my kids or whatever. Well, no, I think it's both because, you know, I'll tell you, over the course of a, of a holiday week and having my son home all day and everything, you know that I adore my children uh, beyond all measure. But, boy, I, I could sure stand to get the hell away from them right now, you know. Um, <laughs> it, it, I, Only a few I, more days, buddy. So, I mean, after a, a couple decades of uh, rearing and uh, guiding, guiding and paying for and monitoring and uh, just attending to uh, these human beings, I, I, I can foresee a time where you're like, okay, a little breathing room would be nice. Now, 
this is not to say this is how I feel now. It is not. Um, no. The idea of my children not living anywhere near me uh, sends me into a small uh, panic, like fight or flight mm-hmm. chemicals start going through my body. So that is not where I am now. But I, I think I can understand uh, that that position. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that wasn't like, a, you know, in the conversation, I'm like, oh, how dare you, sir? But I mean, I was surprised that he was sort of saying that. I don't, I don't think at this point that sure. he's like when he's walking through conversations with people, I think most of the time he's just saying what he wants to say. Um, and yeah. I'm not hugely feeling like he needs to hold back because he says everything all the time. Um, yes, he I, does. I was briefly, <laughs> I was briefly taken with the, the urge to ask him specifically about his uh, Twitter tiff with uh, Dvorak because we kind uh. of, I think we got around that a bit, but then I was like, yeah, you know, that seemed like that would have been like, I, I did raise the Dvorak name at one point. You I did. You under did. what circumstance. Yeah, and I was going to because it was about uh, I think it was about guests that don't get along with guests. I think probably. Mm. Um, I don't know. Well, well, I don't miss him. I'm glad he's not on the show anymore. I. Uh, he as he a is, as a um, fan of Twit. I, I was I was glad to see someone who wasn't there just to kind of bring the show to a halt. And it, well, and Leo acknowledges that's his role, um, which is fine. I'm, I mean, like I can't imagine he wouldn't just see it, right? Like it's just. Fun. And it also probably helps with with like people like him. Some people yeah, like him, yeah. like some of the viewers and stuff like that. But yeah, it's sort of like he just his his job is as a reporter or whatever he would qualify as at this point. I don't actually know. Columnist, I guess, probably would be more accurate. Sure. Um, to just say contentious things, kind of for the hell of it. Sure, I get that. Like have like the devil's advocate on the show. I totally get that. But I feel like it, it went way past that with with Dvorak. It's gone far. It's gone from being like the curmudgeon there who says like who has the alternate view to being someone who's just like just stops everything dead and makes everybody kind of have to wait for it. It's like you know, it's like the racist old uncle. You still feel vaguely obligated to invite over to like your well, family dinner, even though you're like, let's yeah. just not talk about him anymore. Um, yeah, <laughs> you know we haven't talked to you since the last one. Um, <laughs> uh, but um, I also enjoyed how um, we were talking about Odakta briefly and mm. how he met him, and he's like, "Oh, the podcast like yours," in which we both were like resisting the urge to be like, "Well, we're a podcast <laughs> like ours." <laughs> yeah, because yeah, right, I seem to recall that we're on one right now. Uh, yeah, we we uh, we could be on we could be on your show. We're delightful too. Want. Although seriously, Leo, I know you're listening. We either of us would go on your show in a heartbeat. Any right. of your shows. Come on, I don't even Come on the show again. Yeah. Even the canceled ones. So do you want to talk do you want to talk about I Star didn't Wars? I, I, Paul, about? I didn't like Force Awakens. I kinda wish at this point, honestly, I wish I hadn't seen it. Oh Which is goodness. a weird thing. No, because I, I never even I even thought there was like a middle of nowhere or something or some shitty ass show or shitty ass movie with like Demi Moore and Chevy Chase and um, Tim Aykroyd about this like kind of basically the hills have eyes but like oh, comedic. Uh, uh, something uh, nothing but trouble. Nothing but trouble. There you go. Yeah, and I saw that in the theater and it was a piece of garbage and it was one of the few movies I've ever wanted to walk out on. But I don't feel like I wish I hadn't seen it. Right. Um, but but I mainly wish I hadn't seen it because. Um, it, it makes me feel like I'm a sober person in a room full of drunks. Interesting. Because, because, okay, this is the, the, the positive. You, 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 I assume from your tweets, you enjoyed it. I did enjoy um, it. Yeah. So, I mean, the acting was good, certainly. Um, basically, all of the things I would say about J.J. Uh, Abrams' Star Trek movies, I would say yeah. of this movie. It was sure. pretty. The direction yeah. is good. The casting is good. Um, yeah. uh, the acting solid I thought it was very smart to cast uh, Harrison Ford as Han Solo for example I thought that was really smart casting yeah he, he's a real up and comer um, yeah. <laughs> you gotta watch out for that guy until he crashes <laughs> watch out for him as he's crashing his plane um, <laughs> again <laughs> but and, and to be fair it's oh we should we should I mean if it's not obvious to people who are listening uh, there will be spoilers there there will be Star Wars oh spoilers. yes sorry, if you haven't yes, seen it okay, already so if you haven't seen it Everyone has seen it, even though everyone's already seen it. Nowhere near everyone has seen it, even if it were ten times more popular than the most popular movie. Most people wouldn't have seen it. Um, it is a miracle that I got to see it when I did. 
that that I like there was like this this your doctor wrote you a note exactly right? exactly yeah. so yeah we should pause very quickly and explain because I've been <laughs> sick and I've had uh, a flu and then I had a bronchitis and sinusitis and then I had a viral bronchitis after the bacterial uh, one but the doctor uh, during the third diagnosis uh, said like you need to you absolutely need to get some rest and I said well gosh I and and I just knew that you know I really wanted to see Star Wars and I said as a joke like hey uh, uh, maybe I could uh, take two hours and rest to watch the Star Wars movie and uh she said, yeah, I could do a prescription. And she wrote a little prescription for me to see the Star Wars movie. And I gave that to my <laughs> wife. And then I went to see, go see the uh, Star Wars movie. Yeah, I saw the picture. You posted the – you, tw- you yeah. tweeted that picture. It's um, for reals. <laughs> and I went – I went um, – we tried to get – we almost had it so that we, Maddie and I would have gone on the uh, opening night. <clears throat> Excuse me. But I was – that happened to be a day that I was going to Kitchener. So I wouldn't have been back in time for when – the time when her friend who would have watched Galen would have been able to watch Galen. And I had originally thought she was going to watch them like overnight. And so I was like, yeah, it doesn't matter if I'm late or we can go at the matinee the next day. Excuse me. But she just had a couple hours because she was doing her two-week family Christmas thing. Um, So I went, I don't know, one of the days where he was napping. I went, you know, and so because Maddie Maddie didn't really care to see it. And she also had the twist uh, spoiled. So spoilers, I guess. Sure. Um, (laughs) Spoilers. If you've seen A New Hope. Spoiler, you've seen Force Awakens. Um, <laughs> no, I mean... Oh, sorry, okay. You're, if you've I mean, seen there, the, I mean, yes, there's a lot of... No, no. And people, the, the response people have to that, well, it's a thematic uh, uh, callback to movies. Uh, all the Star Wars movies kind of, they bore on the same themes. And there's a very massive difference between having the same themes, which uh, Hero's Journey certainly is a thing, and lots of stuff, and having the same goddamn plot points. That's different. Sure. Um, and so I was, if not for the hype, I would have just been like, oh, that's kind of disappointing. Um, the thing that actually upsets me and makes me wish I hadn't seen it was the reaction of the fans, of everyone saying this is the greatest shit in the world. Um, it was just made me feel crazy. Like you've spent all these years saying we want this awesome thing. And then they're like, oh, and also simultaneously, we hate the special editions. Why did you change the original movies? What did you do? And then, oh, but J.J. Abrams can make a special edition, essentially, and that's cool. Like, it was just like, okay, so on the one hand, you're like, don't do anything that even encroaches on the original movie, uh, movies, but then also give us this other thing. And then, oh, what we really want is just actually literally remaking the original movie. And I just want to, like, just punch some of these people. <laughs> and, well, okay, then let's pause say, the- Sorry. Sorry, our, our Skype no, connection no. again is terrible. Yeah, no, no, it's um, cool. It's cool. So to back back that up for a second, because I, I do want you to go into what, uh, your explanation of uh, why you think it's just a essentially a special edition. Um, but just to back up a second, because I'm wondering if you think that perhaps now I, I, let me qualify by saying that I really really liked it. Um, I don't think it was the the you know a, a revelation of wonderfulness or anything like that. I thought it was a fun Star Wars movie that didn't suck, uh, much like. A New Hope, you know, um, which, you know, is not, you know, a, a, I don't think it's a work of genius per se, um, but it's no, a lot of fun. No, and, and I, I, people sometimes will think that I don't like Star Wars because I will be very critical of it. But sure. I'm critical of it because I, I, you know, it matters to me, right? So I, like, I, yeah. I'm okay with saying here are these massive flaws. I still love it anyway. It's schlocky. Certainly. It's silly, and that's fine, right. and that's part of the appeal. But still, yes, it's very stupid to think that Luke Skywalker. A lot of what I thought was training. successful about uh, the Force Awakens was that I felt like it was uh, schlocky and you know uh, dramatic and and serious in many of the same ways that made the original uh, uh, three movies successful. But you know, um, I absolutely. Sorry, go ahead. But I want. But there's one one aspect I want to get at before we get any farther because sure. Uh, before this, you went to see the movie. You were already, mm-hmm. I know, uh, saturated with the Star Wars hype, and and I'm wondering if perhaps you might have been primed to go in there and be disappointed that regardless, yeah, no, of, I, unless it was a masterpiece, you were ready to be like garbage, you know. And so I, I do you think that any of that is colored by your already being exhausted by the hype, which I was too. I completely understand that. That, that is, that is absolutely a fair question. And I actually spent a bunch of time wondering, like, am I just being contrarian? But I can still say, like, like I can sit and articulate the reasons, the, the aspects of it I like. 
And sure. the reason that it bothers me in a way that feels like maybe it shouldn't isn't even really – it's only partially the movie and it's partially the reception of the movies. Like Quentin Tarantino right. doesn't do anything for me. I hate Quentin Tarantino's movies because every time one comes out, people just fawn over him like he's really goddamn creative. And all he does is like, I like these movies and I put these five scenes from the movies in the movie and that's a movie. And they're like, this is amazing. And it's like, fuck you. He just put – you know, he's not doing much. He's, 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 he's fucking Fat Boy Slim or he's Moby or something. He's just remixing, which still takes skill. Don't get me wrong, but sure. like this sort of next level, this is genius uh, appellation. I don't think really applies to him. And 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 that's actually like, The Force Awakens is the the, the first Star Wars movie. Um, I guess ignoring the Ewok movies because I don't actually remember them that well. Um, the first Star Wars movie that is not original, that is unoriginal, and, and isn't was it just was not interesting to me um, because you know many flaws in the prequels. Right, like certainly. Pro- oh, they're terrible. I mean, they're largely terrible. They're not. Yeah. They're not. You know, they're not terrible. But they have ideas, and, and and Lucas could have executed on those ideas significantly better. But he reached for something, right? Like he was trying to see expand okay. the universe with each movie. You know what I'm saying? Right? Like, yeah. I mean, I'm yeah. not saying that is, that they're that bad. Is the most saying- credit I will give those movies, but I will agree with you on that. Yeah. Okay. The, if, uh, Force Awakens didn't even try anything. And so it's sad to me that this franchise, known for and popular because it was this original thing, and then the second movie comes out and it's Empire and it's totally different. Holy shit! And then Return and holy shit! And it's like each one building on the last. I mean, I can't speak to obviously the, the nine and ten because they're not made yet. Um, but but even then, even the prequels are like, oh, now it's going to show us this even bigger thing. It was going to show us all the Jedi in their prime. It's going to show us this giant war. We're going to show you know. And then this is like, oh. Um, what are we going to do for the next one? It's like, we're going to do New Hope. You know, and so it, it's just, it's it's like Lucas borrowed from all of, because people will, if you have these arguments with people where you say, like, well, it's just a rehash. And then, and, and they will say, no, it's not. Like, they're just unwilling to consider the possibility it's a rehash. They could totally just say, though, yes, it was, but I liked it anyway. And that would mm-hmm. be like, okay, you're, you're, Lame, but fine. But they're like, no, it. <laughs> and, you well, know, let but me try like, to parse some of those then, because I'm I'm interested in this. Uh, so you have the the desert planet, which I, you know, for the first twenty minutes of the movie, I thought for sure was Tatooine, and then I found out it was something else. Um, you have uh, the what do you what do you say the 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 provincial young ingenue who happens to be female this time around but who discovers their force power throughout the course of the movie thanks to the uh, guidance of some other folks you have uh not the rebellion in the empire but uh, essentially the same thing happening all over again well although it's actually it look they named it something different it's rebellion empire you know like their x-wings fighting tie fighters and stormtroopers it's as far as anyone cares it's the purpose in the movie is the same the names are different to be like ah different toys or just ah technically but no it's the same it's the same thing you know uh, um yeah that part did kind of bother me a little bit because for one thing i don't think it was clear the the difference between what the first order is and the empire is and what the difference what the republic is versus uh what, what did they call the rebellion in, in the uh the resistance and the, the resistance yeah although technically speaking um the first order the bad guys they were the resistance because the resistance in the yeah. movie was operating but it has the rebellion the legitimate power the first order was the usurper they That's should true. have been the rebels so That's they true. actually, like, now, for the sake of that continuity of the, of the audience, it's like, oh, okay, I guess we'll just ignore logic here. Well, there's been, you know, you know, I did a little bit of reading after that to kind of unpack some of that for myself. And apparently there's a whole lot of uh, in-between Jedi and Force Awakens material that's now been released as like its own product and, and yeah, there's some, form. Already some other books and stuff like that yeah yeah, yeah which so I haven't that's, read, so that, all that's being flushed out and it's and and it sounds like it's a very kind of interesting and and uh, uh dynamic story and that's all great and and if you know all that stuff uh mm-hmm. i think you it, had i known all that stuff going into it it would have settled a lot of those questions in my mind as i'm watching the movie because i definitely felt myself distracted by just trying to piece together what the powers that bees currently are and and who is and mm-hmm. is not in power and why this is here as opposed to this whereas if i'd kind of known some of this backstory beforehand i th- i wouldn't have had to spend kind of mental energy 
on that uh, during Force Awakens. Like you say, the thing that actually is a plot point that bothered me, the only real thing that actually, because, I mean, there's a lot of silly plot points, right? Like, there's a, it's just silliness because it's Star Wars and that's fine. Sure. And most of those things didn't bother me. The one thing actually that, I mean, they didn't explain at all. I don't think that the Star Killer must obviously move between solar systems because uh-huh. if it destroys the sun... <laughs> Um, in order to fire, and it fires uh-huh. once, it has to then find another sun. But they didn't kind of say that, so I was like, at the, when that came, like, oh, they're getting the next sun. It's like, um, why oh, I didn't even think about oh, I guess any it, of that. Yeah, yeah. It's, oh, I guess I was kind of confused by that because again, you have the Star Killers. Like, what's well, the Death Star again? So why why do they have another Death? They made another Death Star. At, at one point, they were going to call it the Doom Star. Um, oh, really? <laughs> yeah, no, there's like the behind the scenes stuff, but. Um, and in the book, in the novelization, apparently instead of firing the beam, it was powered by like a quantum singularity or something, and it would fire this energy ball that would then go to hyperspace and emerge basically inside the planet and destroy it, Ooh, which is like cooler, that. but would not play at all visually. Presumably. No, and it was also uh, very similar to the whole red matter attack on Vulcan in uh, <laughs> yeah. the Star and J.J. Abrams Star Wars reboot. I mean, Star Trek reboot. Ah! Star Trek. In like three or four movies, I'll probably be able to go watch a J.J. Abrams movie and be like, yeah, that was okay. Because this was certainly much more look visually, and and and, and it, visually it was bang on, like it mm-hmm. looked. I mean, the, the special effects were not impressive to me because everything can be great if you just have enough money at this exactly. point. Like, yeah, like it looks fine, it looks believable or whatever. But it certainly visually felt like a Star Wars movie. It looked good, um, yeah. And exactly. a, a good it's friend rich. of mine is like, "Oh, it's 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 the most Star Wars movie I've ever seen." It's like, "Well, yeah, because it's literally a synthesis of all of of, of, of the, the of the original trilogy." Yeah. So it's just a bunch of pieces and like lucas drew from all of these other genres but jj abrams just drew from the other movies you know so it was this weird yeah, kind of yeah. like there's like um comic book artists there's like complaints that like certain generations of them the the you know the original comic book artists they, they didn't have comic book art to look to so they you know they were more classically trained artists or whatever but then these comic artists all they have they, they grew up looking at comic book art so their references for what to draw are based on comic book art and it right. kind of flattens things mm. um and it felt like that and it was also, I feel like, based on this movie alone, it's like, J.J. Ah, J. Abrams, he, he obviously loves Star Wars. Um, but does he have anything to say about it? Apparently not. You know? That's a good um, question. That's a really good question. I hadn't thought about that because, you know, I, I more or less took it as uh, this is uh, starting a new line of stories and it was a fun action film and... And those and good nostalgia stuff, which we can talk about that uh, more in depth in a minute. Um, uh, but I yeah. agree, though, that I I definitely struggled to, th- um, and I, I can't say that I put that much thought into it. Um, but uh, even now, I struggle to think about like if if the movie was trying to say something bigger. Um, and I'm not sure. I feel like I maybe I haven't. I'm not giving it enough credit right off the bat because I, you know I found the I found the um, what's her name Ray. Yeah. Oh, no. Was that her name in the yeah, movie? Yeah, Ray. The character's name is Ray, yes. character's name is Ray. Yes. Uh, I, I thought she Ray. was great, and I thought she was very interesting. Yeah. I thought she was more interesting than her counterpart in the film, the uh, the wayward the stormtrooper. Yeah, yeah, although, but I like that we had a hero character who was kind of, I don't really want to be a hero. I liked that, uh, that he just kind of wanted yeah. to get the hell away from everything. I, I thought that was a refreshing uh, thing I, for a movie And like I, I liked, actually, there was like kind of a subversion there, is that he sort of assumes that he he is the hero. Right, like mm-hmm. he sort of just thinks he takes that role, even to the point of like, yeah, I'll have the lightsaber, sure, and this, and I'm going to take your hand and stuff. And then it was like, oh, you know, you're not actually the hero of this movie, and you don't right, know it, right? And I actually, I yeah. actually quite like that as a, as a kind too. of version yeah. of things. Um, and so, and, and I liked him. And the bit, uh, I mean, aside from the fact that it's like, oh, okay, the beginning of New Hope was the rebel. The ship in this case, in a New Hope, gets sort of taken over, and and, it, and the stormtroopers come and brutalize a bunch of rebels and then the dark lord comes and kills some people to get information from a droid that is secreted away to a desert planet and oh this is just yeah. on that planet already and people are like it's not a remake how are those how those aren't the same like as if when you say like it's a remake they're like well it has to be literally like identical right. <laughs> well, like, this droid remake, for you know? one thing rolls on a ball yeah and, and so um, practicalities of him aside which you make the same criticism of r2d2 because how the hell is he going to go upstairs oh, whatever, or whatever yeah but oh jetpacks um so it's so like that level yeah. of criticism it's like i don't care um yeah, i don't care about that either as far as that kind of thing although i did like that they actually showed him going the step downstairs yeah <laughs> I, was like, I was like oh they're gonna show him thunk. going downstairs really <laughs> <laughs> i thought that was funny um 
but um, the, the the thing that actually bothered me as a plot point is Captain Phasma, who is basically Boba Fett, right? Like he's like the one's like, oh, it looks cool mm-hmm. and has no function in the plot, um, and then just gets done away comically by Han Solo. Right? Um, is, is that she's like, I guess it's supposed to be tough. Like she looked like she was supposed to be tough, and then yeah. they're like someone she didn't believe was a threat is like, I'll kill you if you don't lower the shields, and she's like, all right, I'll lower the shields. It's like, why would she do that? Like that yeah. felt like they got to that scene and like. Fuck. Oh, let's, have her, let's have her load of the shields. Like, yeah, does that make maybe. sense? Oh, fuck it. Uh, you know, part of on. it, I, I think part of it was for me, which I think actually came across pretty well, was the idea that the First Order is not the Empire. Uh, it it doesn't have its shit together in the same way. It's it's um, more... I didn't... It's more know, cobbled that, but... than, than the full force of the Empire is. And it's led by a guy who's, you know torn apart and losing his mind and um well not well, he, the lead yeah. lead guy um the the giant uh you mean the, <laughs> the what is clearly meant to be a sith lord who um who has a corrupted former jedi who murdered uh, a collection of jedi in order to prove his loyalty you mean that guy something like that Darth vader right <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> um <laughs> The problem with the problem with at the end of the movie is that it's not that the you know that he is beaten in some capacity or that the Death Star uh, two three pardon me Death Star three was destroyed um, is that because that happened in A New Hope Invader just kind of got comically plucked off by a lucky shot or whatever was that he was he was fought pretty he was this janitor was able to kind of stand toe to toe with him for a little while and then this young lady who had no training whatsoever was able to kick his ass and was Mm -hmm. only saved by dint of like an earthquake so it's like Mm -hmm. oh okay so at the end of the movie like vader was like oh he just was caught unaware for a moment but was still a badass this guy's like he's a punk is what it feels like so it's like okay so the first order in addition to it being their planet i guess like did all of the first order like presumably not all the first order was killed but it feels like okay so did all of the first order get killed and their their the sort their their main bad guy is a punk like you know like that that's a weird place to leave it I well think. and and that's what i thought that was interesting i thought you know uh, it you know if I don't want to draw the analogy too closely, but uh, it, you know sort of a ISIS kind of contained state within a state that would like yeah, to maybe. have more power, right? That is reaching yeah. farther, but doesn't quite have the wherewithal to make it happen. So they can do big spectacular attacks. Um, they can do things where they slaughter people and make everybody freak out. Uh, and they might be led by people who don't really. Uh, that aren't they don't have it all together, you know. I, I didn't really get the the sense that they didn't have it all together, um, because their base was better protected. It required well, a lot more yeah. Effort. You know, if anything, I would have liked um, to have seen them look a little less uh, totally streamlined militaristic. To follow your ISIS comparison, that would be like ISIS blowing literally blowing up the entirety of New York, and then people saying, uh, "Yeah, oh, it's, well, it's not, it's they don't have good. their shit together." You know, it's no, like, well, I know that it's not a totally great uh, analogy, but uh, <laughs> but, but I mean, they were, yeah, they were only clearly... in as much as it's as opposed to being the power, it's the mm. state within a state that that aspires it's, to more. It's a more violent takeover than the the controlled, measured Sith taking over the Republic to become the Empire. Certainly, um, but yeah. Holy crap! Yeah. That was that was that was like a weird like. This is not. I don't see this being a kids movie. Like, it's supposed to be a kids movie, but this is, like, I yeah. think part of the reason this works so well is, A, it's new Coke. Um, right. It's new, I mean, it's new Coke, right? Yeah. I just thought of this today is because it's, like, you, you're asking me if if, um, if my thinking ahead of time that I wasn't going to like it colored things. And it certainly did. And I, and I before I left, I was, like, I was actually felt nervous about going to watch it because it was, like, I don't, if, I don't want to not like this, you know, because, yeah. like, yeah. Mm, and, and, and I actually said to Maddie before I left. And I also felt weird going to movies by myself when she's at home with our son. But um, I, um, I cause, yeah, because I was worried that I would be able to look at it properly. And I, you know, when it comes out or whatever, we'll like on video or something, Maddie will watch it and I'll watch it with her. And like, we're not going to pay to go see it. Um, and again, and, you know, and then I'll watch it and I'll, I'll try to see it without the sort of the hype around mm. it. Because, yeah, it would be a fine, it would be a generic 
um, a generic Star Wars movie, which is weird because there's never been one of those before. Well, there's um, probably going to be many, many, many more now. So. Well, that's the thing. But then, but then people are so excited that they went back to the exact same thing. And some people say, well, they had to have done that because they couldn't have done anything else for this one. It's like, of course they could. They could have made it look and feel like Star Wars and still had a story that didn't feel so goddamn derivative. Like, there's no, like, it's such a, it's, I mean, Abrams was on record as saying that it, the plot wasn't as, as important to him as the feeling you got watching it. And it's like, well, mission yeah. accomplished, obviously. Um, <laughs> I mean, obviously, right? Like, so it's like, okay, so yeah, so everyone loved it. But, but I spent a bunch of time thinking, like, you know, whether I was being contrarian for the sake of it. Yeah. The reason, the reason that I was, I was apprehensive before going in was, you know, if, you, if you're watching a magic trick and you see, you see the hand reaching for the card or whatever the thing is, it ceases to become a magic trick. All I see in the advertising is, and I use the term I think in Twitter to you, the weaponized nostalgia, which is from like right. uh, Kutaku or something. They use it because they're just like cutting together all this stuff, like all of the trailers. And I and I didn't need the article to point it out to me, but it's like you know, in the, in the trailers where it's like Chewie, we're home. It's like fuck you, movie. Like I had a childhood. <laughs> no, no, and it, it, it like upset me because it was so yeah. bald faced as in its attempt to like be like, hey, come on, guys, it's like it's literally the movie you've seen before. And I didn't realize how accurate that would be. But, you know, and all this stuff, and all I could see are the strings. And everyone else, I'm, like, so dismayed that no one else is seeing the strings as well. So it's like, I feel, like, I guess I know how conspiracy theorists feel more now, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And I so guess, it's I, like, and, and I mean, guess my, my response to that was that, you know, I think that um, you know, if it is, I, I don't agree that it's entirely weaponized nostalgia, but I, I agree with you that it is in large part that. And I don't have a problem with that. I think that's that's a totally legitimate way to go. But you think it's, like, kind of underhanded? I, I, well, I mean, look, I'm not thinking for a moment that Abrams was like, I'm going to manipulate people into liking this movie, even though it sucks. No, like, yeah, clearly, yeah. clearly the people involved liked and you know, wanted to make a thing that people like. And I'm not suggesting yeah. it's just, but the way specifically like this weird kind of rigid thinking of like, oh, what is a Star Wars movie? Well, it is only a, the only real way you can have a Star Wars movie is you have a Death Star, you have this guy and on a desert planet, you have X-Wings, yeah. you have yeah. TIE Fighters, you have Storm. Like, like, it's like when Quentin Tarantino became popular, people... There's this rash of movies with people just having dialogue unrelated to the action in the movie and then not understanding what made the dialogue work in the context of a Tarantino movie, just picking the style of it. And that's sort of like literalism. And and so like my, my friend Matt, who was alluded to earlier, he's, he, you know, he's a director and everything. So it's like... Look, he's he's aware of this stuff, and he's you know he's a clever guy, and we have long we've actually spent like the last day and a half just discussing how we would actually remake the prequels in terms of like yeah. plot changes. Yeah, <laughs> we yeah, have a pretty good, we have a pretty good outline. Um, so it's like I was surprised that he was like, like, uh, you know, so like down with it, and not that mm-hmm. he shouldn't, not that anyone should enjoy it for like the thing that the popcorn flick that it is, but the, the, that mm-hmm. extra bit that people are reacting. It's like I, I think a lot of those people they saw that trailer. And they're like, oh, okay, I love this movie. I haven't seen it. Like, people are saying, I yeah. love this movie. Before, like, I saw lots of people saying that. Like, it, they hadn't seen it, but they, right. they were give, prepared to give reviews already. And so right. I, think, I think a lot of people were like, okay, I'm not even willing to concede that there could be flaws in this movie because I need this to be a good movie. Like, right. I need Star Wars to be good again or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, which is silly because um, kids, like, younger generations than us... They are so on board with the prequel trilogies. That is Star Wars to them primarily. Like sure, there's so sure. many people who look at it. So this is just like, hey, old guys, I'm gonna give you. Yeah. You know, we're gonna. You're gonna be. You're gonna just love the fact we're pandering to you. But we're totally here. Here, here's this thing that you already had before. Um, and so there's that that kind of a thing. And then people are like, oh, it's not a rehash. It's like it is. That is fine, I guess. But it's not interesting. It makes me a lot less interested in number eight. But then they're saying, oh, episode eight is gonna be so different. It's like really because they just made like one of the most successful movies ever just making the same thing you don't think that's going to affect them at all that's also going to affect like what other effect is that going to have on on the industry because like when um guardians of the galaxy came out where it is the paramount was like oh fuck well we gotta make the next star trek movie more like the guardians of the galaxy cut to the trailer for star trek beyond um yeah, yeah. you know so, so i mean that they will have that kind of like oh cool like the lesson of the prequels is not and I've heard people say this directly. It's like, well, the prequels tried for something and they sucked. So we're going, so, so we want, you know, so obviously we should have this other way. Like as if those are the only options. And so, so right, my complaints right. about the movie ultimately are like those kind of levels and like stupid yeah. fans being stupid. Um, 
<laughs> you know, and, and it was this weird kind of uh, almost isolation or something because like I didn't even feel like I mean I complained about it a few times on Facebook and people were like shut up, you know, and it's like okay, <laughs> like, dare like you. I was, but I was like reluctant to even like have a conversation with a friend Matt because like is this going to be like a like a, a nerd friend ending conversation or something like it was this weird kind of because everyone was like no because they're like oh my god we went to the movie and I've never had an experience like that before. And it was like crying and people are sobbing beside me when I, you know, it was excitement. I've never seen anyone have that movie experience, which was not my theater going experience for the people around me. We were just watching it. Sure. Han died and it was like, yeah, eh, see. no one. Yeah. I mean, I like that scene. I like, I, I, the, the, the acting in the scene was great. Harrison Ford was yeah. amazing in that scene. And, and what's great. his name? The, the guy who plays Kylo Ren. I, I think he's great. Great. I think he did a fantastic great job. That scene. As soon as as soon as you you know as soon as you see him walking across inexplicably able to detect that Han Solo is on the planet and then not able to detect him in the room or whatever but that's whatever mm-hmm. and then as soon as he yells out Ben in that great Harrison Ford voice you're like well he's gonna mm-hmm. die he knows he's gonna die but he's gotta he's gotta make the attempt um, and in the book apparently which I haven't read but um, apparently when he, th- he takes off his helmet for the first time this that is meant to have been the first time that Han has seen him as an adult because he hadn't seen him in a really mm-hmm. long time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that look of like heartbroken, but also kind of like I'm not angry at you kind of thing yeah. he managed. That all worked. Oh, was man, that was really well done. Great. Yeah. Now, I, I, I was not like, I was like, oh, that's nice. I wasn't like, oh my God, how tall I was, you know, kind of like, is he going to, is he going to, no, no. Now the planet blew up, so no, I guess no Han Solo. <laughs> but, but yeah, like I heard someone make some like very small noise. But it's also like the people that I'm talking, having, I guess, some of these conversations with, they like were in line to go see the Thursday night showing and they've seen it like three times. And, and part of that experience of that like opening night, which is different than just like, I'm going to watch it Sunday on an afternoon, you know, an afternoon. Sure. Um, but yeah, I feel like there's an element of like, this must be good. Shut up. Yeah. to their reaction, which has nothing to do with the movie. Um, so, okay, and, and, I'll, I'm going to agree with you that there was pro, there was too much rehash going on. I, I, you know, I didn't I didn't think of it to the extent that you have, and so I, okay. Can I can I read can I read one thing? This is something I snuckily written. This is just oh, a sure. couple Yeah. So this is because people are like it's not a rehash, and I was like, um, a force sensitive young adult who's been hidden away on a desert planet with no idea of the greater galaxy comes across a droid with a secret mission of vital data returned to the rebellion, which he was given he, but well, I guess which they were given, I guess would be better, uh, by a high ranking member of said rebellion during an attack by the Empire, featuring a black clad evil force wielder who captures said rebellion member who he tortures for information. The force adept meets a stormtrooper, former stormtrooper abandons post and faced with the brutality of the Empire, which is actually Han Solo's backstory. It's how we met Chewbacca, um, which is not. I didn't know that. I don't know if it's actually still the case because that was part of the EU that has been now legend, so I'm not actually sure, but last I'd heard. Um, and, and when the Empire comes after them, they escape the desert planet on the Millennium Falcon with the aim of returning the precious cargo of the Rebellion. They eventually find themselves in a super weapon that can destroy planets, and the Force Adept watches helplessly as her mentor is murdered by the black clad Dark Lord, who slaughtered the Jedi Order to gain favor with his master. After planning an assault on a super weapon, a ragtag group of rebels launches an attack on said weapon, which is the size of a planetary body, using a fleet of X-wing fighters to ultimately destroy it, flying through a trench and launching some well-timed ordnance, utterly destroying the super weapon and striking a decisive victory against the villains. Which movie am I describing? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you have a point. I had to. I mean, technically speaking, I had to re- reorder the one paragraph about when they made to the Death Star because that was one visit instead of two from A New Hope. So I guess that makes yeah, yeah, it that's okay. Different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and they have at the end of that movie, the Force Adept is now on an isolated planet with a with a hermit Jedi Master to gain some training, presumably. So that's obviously completely different um, as a lead into number two. <clears throat> um, and uh, <laughs> you know. Um, but all of the, all of the ways that they really consciously were trying to like copy the previous movies, it's like why was Finn when he was injured? Why the fuck wasn't he in a back to tank? Why the fuck did they do like all of the things that were a so what? like a back to tank? You what know, Luke he's, he's he's in like a fluid thing at the end of, in the Empire after he gets his arm cut off. He's in like he's right. floating suspended in a tank of water. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I do. It's yep. a back to tank in, in in the Star Wars uh, universe. Like back does like a. It's like a gel or whatever, and, you okay. and it heals you. So, like, why all of the things they copied so incredibly well? Mm-hmm. Like, maybe there's a Bacta shortage. Maybe thirty years on the Bactas or whatever. But yeah, he's he's, he's a tremendous mimic. Like, it it certainly visually felt very Star Warsy and had the right tone. I even really appreciated that, like, the desert sequences were slow paced, and there was mm-hmm. very little music. Very much like A New Hope. Like, I like that. Like, there's mm-hmm. a reason I. I 
my fun my memories that are fond of Superman Returns are basically the same thing where Brian Singer tried to make a 1980s movie. Um, yeah, and a lot of aspects didn't work, but that part I thought was a neat experiment. Yeah, um, but I, yeah, I just don't understand why they didn't go with back to tank. It's like that's the thing you do when you're really injured in Star Wars <laughs> is you get set up fucking back to tank. Yeah, yeah. But and I, I even liked like I know a lot of people were complaining that the the acting between Han Solo and um, the scenes between Han, Han and Leia, yeah, were really stiff. They were complaining about that. I, and I yeah, was like, well, they're a broken up couple. Yeah, I know. And it felt great. And there's one little bit, and there's like the wide shot of him. Um, it's after C-3PO has, and I thought C-3PO's pleasure in the movie was great because it's like you, you, everyone, including the characters, want him to just move the shit out of the way. Yeah. And I thought that was great. I thought that was that was great. Like you know, um, and and then and he walks off, and then Han Solo, he's just kind of popping on his knees a little, like he's shifting his weight slightly when he was mm-hmm. talking to her. And, and I didn't even notice it at first, but it was because it was a wide shot. It was like, that's so great. That's just such a nice little, like, he's nervous. I mean, he's hidden yeah. from her for, like, 10 years or whatever. Um, I also wanted to know how he could afford such a big ship that he captures yeah, the money really? Falcon with. It's like, where the fuck did you get that money, dude? And you're not broken up over it? Because the movie well, has to you get know, him maybe the Well, maybe in the divorce, he got, like, a lot of the Alderaan <laughs> fortune, that, you know. <laughs> the rubble. The Alderaan rubble. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That, that stuff but goes yeah, for but a like, lot. But you know the beginning stuff when Finn and Poe meet and their escape, that was great. I love like that part. Yeah. I was like, I would like, I would like more of that. And then they're like, oh wait, yeah. no, we got to go back to a new hope. But it was like that stuff, and they're cheering, and and that had that kind of, um, the sort of, I don't know, the 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 sort of jubilance that the actors had in the original one, where they were being kind of goofy, mm-hmm. you know, and like at the end of the New Hope when they see each other after saving. Um, yeah, and, and they're like, oh, and they're just hugging, and it's like, are you even, are you acting, or are you just being friends now? Like they have that kind yeah, of thing yeah. when they find each other on the on the field on the the, the pitch later, and they're like, oh my god, you're alive! Like that was great. That was just a nice like, I like that. I like that kind of uh, mimicry. <laughs> it's like great. Yeah. But it's like, why did it have to be that star? Why couldn't it have been any other super weapon? Um, yeah, I agree. I agree. I don't know why they had to do to, and, to, to and, lay it on so thick. And J.J. Abrams with Lost, I know he didn't really actually have that much to do day-to-day with Lost, but he, yeah. uh, there's, early in the first season, there's a scene, because I watched the first season, and they got to the numbers on the island or whatever yeah. with Lost, and I was like, yeah. that's too fucking stupid. I just, I, like, turned it off. Because, <laughs> uh, like, the, the, the guy who's, like, the scientific guy, he's like, he would mm-hmm. have no reason to punch those numbers. He would not believe, I wouldn't do that. If someone's, like, a crazy person, like, if you press a number in five minutes, we're going to die. It's like, all right. You're insane. Is Santa Claus going to compress the buttons? Fuck you. You know, <laughs> that would have bad consequences, apparently, because actually pressing the numbers, are imp- the buttons are important. Um, but there's one character, like, they're, they're recklessly holding some TNT, and this teacher character. Have you watched Lost? Yeah, we did, yeah. Unfortunately, okay. we went there, to the There's, like, thing, the yeah. teacher, there's the teacher guy from season one, and yeah. he's yelling at them, mm-hmm. saying, like, don't, you can't handle this. Look, it's, it's perspiring nitroglycerin mm-hmm. or whatever. And as he's chastising them, basically as he's pointing out a plot hole, he's literally exploded. Mm-hmm. And, and there was this trend of, like, oh, okay, well, there's a plot hole. If we have the characters make fun of it, then it ceases to be a plot hole. Because the audience will be like, oh, that is funny. Yeah, that's funny. I noticed that. And then they'll be like, okay, right. problem solved. And it's, and they kind of did that in the planning scene when Han is like, so it's just like the Death Star. And they're like, no, it's bigger than the Death Star. And they show us side by side to be like, hey, audience, don't worry. This is, no, this mm. is totally different. Like like the fact they needed to put that scene in is like, you know yeah. there's a problem with this. Like, you should have yeah. done something different. You, you know that. That was a Band-Aid, yeah. Yeah, yeah and it was like, yeah. like it would have been better for him not to mention it because it was 30 years ago. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like maybe mm-hmm. maybe he's forgotten, um, but um, but yeah. So I, I as a as a as a movie, as a, if it were that's the thing, if it were because standalone were actually, movie, not this. Yeah, if they actually said, "Look, we're remaking this," I would have actually liked the movie because it would have been okay. They're using Death Star again. This a lot, but there are enough tweaks along the way to be like, "Oh, that's kind of an, a different interpretation of it." But since they're not doing that, yeah. since it is explicitly something that takes place in the same continuity, it's like, well, it's a piece of shit for that. Like, it's creatively bankrupt, even though it's very pretty mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and stuff. So, but yeah, mostly the reaction of people 
and we talked about like an hour about yeah. this, but that's, that's, um, you give me a lot to think about on that end. I'm, but I'll, I have to say, I'm still pretty hopeful for what uh, will come next. Uh, I I feel like things are now set in motion for the for the next couple of films that that potentially could be very interesting, um, because I don't because again with the first order being something different than the Empire, uh, with the Republic now being something different, um, I, I feel like the 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 way power could play out over the next couple of films could be. Uh, very very different um it might not be it, we might be in for another empire and another jedi i don't know um i hope the ewoks don't come back uh but other than that um but but i i i feel good about it i mean i feel like i made a really a fun movie and yes i i agree with you on on the on the laying it on too thick of of the rehashing um but i feel like something got kickstarted that uh that gives me hope yeah i'm a little less optimistic but i mean especially like when you're in that scene in the death star when it's like, okay, Han's talking to Kylo Ren, which, by the way, what did that conversation look like to Rey and Finn? Why didn't anyone start shooting at each other before then? They're like, hey, the main bad guy is here in front of our guy. He's going to kill him. Let's save his life. Like, Chewbacca knows, because Chewbacca's with him, but the other guys have just met him. I don't know what the fuck is going on. But then when as soon as they appeared, it's like, oh, you mean exactly how Luke walked in halfway through the confrontation between Obi-Wan and Darth Vader? And I actually had to stifle myself from actually, it's like, oh, come on, half a dozen times in the movie. Just because mm. I didn't want to get beat up, <laughs> you know, and it was like, yeah. and when they when they did, they literally do the trench run. It's like, oh fuck off! Like I rolled my eyes so hard at that. It was just like, and it and I actually left the movie angry because yeah. of those things. Oh, I could tell. Like, I could tell how st- from your tweets. How, like how st- <laughs> it's like how st- it, it, on the one hand, it's like how stupid do you think the audience is? And like, oh, apparently that's stupid, and that worked. And so there's that kind of frustration. Mm-hmm. Like, I already feel pretty well off to the side with most of the species most of the time. And so <laughs> yeah. this is like, no, I mean, you know, and, and, and there's an element of, like, sincere, like, oh, this makes me feel genuinely weirdly lonely. You know, it's yeah. like, I, I, yeah. I'm not making this up. There's just not see what's happening, you know. Um, and so really, you're angry I'm, I'm that J.J. Abrams alienated you. I, I am angry that the human species is so stupid and gullible in some capacity. I think it's part of it, but um, including me. <laughs> um, well, you you were at least able to like acknowledging that there were flaws. I've had conversations with people who are like, oh, nope. certainly, and, and I and actually I agree. With, I, I don't think there's anything that I disagree with as far as like the objections that you're bringing. And, and it's fine to then say, okay, but I still liked it overall. The the feeling like I was being sort of like my nostalgia was being sort of played like a guitar or whatever that bothers yeah. me enough. That and I think that's where the, where you it. and I differ is that I don't yeah. I don't mind that per se. I now I now think I now think uh, how should. I? I, I think I, I'm am leaning more toward your way of thinking than I was before. I think I do I do think now that we've talked about it, I I now kind of wonder why they decided to do it. So, so, why they but laid that on so like, thick? It it sounds like because there's like the art of the Force Awakens and they have lots of alternate concept. I don't have the book. I'd actually like to get it because generally speaking, the concept art for Star Wars stuff is great. Which actually, well, nothing is sad. It's like aside from BB-8. Like there wasn't anything new really in this. Like yeah. it wasn't anything that felt interesting visually, and it's like again, Lucas has flaws with the prequels, but every time it was like here's enough, here's new ships, here's new things, here's like this creativity, mm-hmm. this incredible visual creativity, and it was like mm-hmm. oh, this is just okay, that's missing that. Like so, it felt like okay, the franchise that actually made me feel like the, like everyone's like oh, it's reinvigorating the franchise. It's like oh, this makes me feel like the franchise has just run out of steam. Actually, it's like because yeah. because yeah. you're like oh, okay, but. Um, you know, so which is unfortunate, and then BB-8 was really based on an old uh, one of the earlier designs of R2D2. Anyway, so because mm. um, at one point he was basically the trash can, but with a ball on the bottom instead of the legs. Gotcha. Um, yeah. So you know, but um, but like Han Solo, great Harrison, like seeing him on the screen, yep. I was like, yeah, that's great. He just he, yep. he he just felt like Han Solo. It was great, and I'm like, but that doesn't make the movie good. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, but it's still like, you know, I'm like, I know that he's there and he's doing a good job. He seemed to be enjoying it and, and, and everything. And it was like, okay. And I was worried based on some of the trailers, he was going to look like just an old, crazy old man or something. But it was like, no, he was good. It was great. He was, he was, you know, but it was like, that doesn't, anyway. Um, yeah. I, I like Chewbacca. I thought Chewbacca was good too. Uh, he should have had gray hair. Like yeah, how whatever. old, how, how long do those fuckers live? Because he was around during the first movie. Also, and I thought the joke was cute when he grabbed the bolt caster 
uh, haunted and he fired yeah, yeah. I like this it's I like, want to get oh, one of these. On. Like, this is the first time like you've used that really 40, <laughs> at least 40 years you've flown with this dude <laughs> you gotta get shot at every day <laughs> but I mean only it was only now you're went, picking that thing up <laughs> and, and he looked comically small holding it and it was great but it was yeah, it was, yeah that was such a weird because like, that, that first moment when he gets shot and he takes it and, he, and it's like oh that's really funny and wait a second <laughs> but um yeah, and, and I really liked how that weapon felt. Like, it felt super powerful and, like, flipping shit over and everything. Like, that was great. And, and when they're on the, the planet with the Maz Kanata, the cantina scene, mm-hmm. like, the yeah. when Poe is doing his sweeping and taking out the stormtroopers on the ground, visually, like, that was great. Those action sequences were really sure. nice. Like, I enjoyed those. Um, I don't quite know how a woman with no training um, can take on a Sith. Ooh, pardon me, not a Sith, but a Sith. Um Right. That easily, and then when she gets a little more training, it should be like boom. And also, she it's like the there's force. a whole thing when the poster came out, and everyone's like, "Oh, Luke's not on the poster." And then the word was like, "Well, we can't tell you what's why Luke's not on the poster. It spoil the plot." It's like, no, 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 no. That apparently is not the case. You can't <laughs> spoiling. You're saying why he wasn't on the poster would spoil the plot because he's not in the movie. He's not, in the um, movie. <laughs> he's not in the movie. Like he's in one shot. The poster is an accurate representation of the movie. <laughs> that's the thing. Yeah, that's the, that's the twist. <laughs> there is no yeah. twist because it was like, okay, yeah, him dressed in a beard. No one would be surprised by that. But yeah, that was. I felt that actually. I felt a little trolled by that um, because it was like, okay, well, he was doing promotion for the movie. He was yeah. part of the. The three of them are back doing the promotion for the movie, and it's like, where is he? Where is he? Oh, oh, one shot. Okay, literally, okay, right, one right, shot. Right, and he yeah. just doesn't say anything, and he looks like a crazy old man. Okay. I was actually really hoping that on the planet of the Death Star before it blew up, that he was going to there and save Rey, that he was going to mm. break up the fight between her and Kylo, which would then avoid the issue where Kylo Ren gets beaten up by um, two untrained people, um, and that he just appears because he felt the disturbance in the Force, and his buddy Han was killed and all this stuff, and then he was going to save him. Kylo would run away. That would explain how he would survive, and then Luke right. would get to, could like triumphantly return and maybe take out a bunch of stormtroopers and then fight Kylo to an easy standstill to show his power. Kylo would be a scare. You know, like that was like, that seemed like the logical place. I mean, I'm sure they have a different plan, obviously, but yeah. did you get that sense? Did you feel like he should have no, come see, in the that action? No, that didn't bother me at all. I mean, I, mm. it, I, I was a little disappointed I didn't see that character. I, I really actually was looking forward to the Luke Han Solo reunion, which will now never happen. Um, <laughs> never happen. But, unless, uh, yeah. Yeah, unless, yeah. But, unless he's um, a force ghost or something. Exactly, um, yeah. But other than that, no, I didn't, I didn't, that, that's fine. See, that, yeah. that, that was just like, that was like, I was like hoping, and then there's the light, and I was like, oh, is it him? No, no, it's fucking Chewbacca and the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> yeah. I felt a little like, I was like, oh, because that's what he heard that he was, you know, and, and I mean, some of those, you hear the rumors, but then those are like, the plot changes were happening until very recent, very late mm-hmm. in the movie and everything. Um, and I was waiting, like, point, is, is, is there going to be evil Luke? Like, what's going, like, eh, you know, but, or yeah. is Luke the, the Sith Lord or something? You know, I, I don't know. So, uh, yeah, it's know. funny. He's just waiting. He's just, he's just standing on top of a high mountain with a lot of steps and, and he's waiting for something. And looking the wrong way because he's like, I'm a Jedi. I know what's happening in the future, but I'm just going to pretend like you're just sneaking up on me. Um, yeah, he <laughs> you let know. it happen, um, Brian. He let yeah, it and, and, and I know, I know. And there's someone on like Verge or something had like because they released the script somewhere for like award consideration for like the Writers Guild, mm-hmm. and they're like, and the script implies that maybe that Luke recognized Ray. It's like, or he's a fucking Jedi, and he right. or recognizes that. people because that. that's his fucking skill set. Um, <laughs> but I mean, to be clear, despite all of my complaints, I'm gonna see the other ones in the theater, right? Like, I mean, they're not losing my money. They're not losing my human. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I will watch, like, Rogue One is next year, um, which is the first of the anthology movies. And oh, I probably right, won't care right. enough to see all of those in the theater. Like, it's going to be Rogue One, Episode Eight, and then I think the Han Solo movie. Um, like him as a younger person. Like, the uh-huh. backstory for him. And then Boy, Episode Nine or whatever. But the Rogue One, or no, it's Rogue One? Rogue Squadron? Whatever. Um, uh-huh. Is about the, the capture of the Death Star plans previous to Episode oh, Four. Oh, cool. So Vader is a character in it and stuff like that. And yeah. that actually seemed like great. That's the kind of thing I actually want to see where it's like, oh, let me show show us a different corner of the galaxy instead of just getting repetitive in my complaints about the movie. But it's all right. Um, well, it's, I, it's I got a point anyway. about a thing I care yeah. about. Yeah. Anyway, um, so this was a long winded for me, not for you. 
all your concerns lately about like, oh, I'm monopolizing the episode. I hope I made you happy. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I found it delightful. <laughs> um, and so I, see, okay, so at the end of that, do you, are you would your question about whether I'm being basically contrarian or contrarian, and I already have my mind up, does that change that opinion or? Uh, oh, well, it wasn't an opinion; thing? it was a question. Um, of course, but, no, but I mean, I mean, okay, right, but would you, would you? Based on what I'm saying, would you think that I'm being contrarian? Because I mean, there's lots of things I liked about the movie. I just yeah, no, I don't think you're being contrarian. I think um, I, I think what you wanted from it is different than what I and many other folks probably wanted from it. Uh, but I, I but at saying that, I completely sympathize from about where you're coming from, all the way you know to the minutia and all the way you know backing up to the you know now I feel alienated from my fellow human beings because I'm you know not part of whatever you know collective delusion they're having so so i i I get all of that i don't i don't necessarily share it but i Mm -hmm. i totally understand and again i share your critiques of of the rehashes and i and i think that's all completely valid and and now i do kind of feel a pang of regret like i wish they had done that differently um but but still i I just it I think it's fine. I think it's fine. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I also would have personally liked it as as an artist. I would have liked it if they actually made the stormtroopers not make the mask oddly look like they're smiling because the previous ones were kind of like an angry face, but uh, make them not look like just shitty plastic armor. Um, but they're stormtroopers. Kind of look like shitty plastic armor. No, I know. I, I know. That's what I mean. But but that was actually a, that was a function of the fact that they were made shitty plastic armor for the first movies, and they, there's oh, no reason for them yeah. to still look like that now. Like, but because that's what a stormtrooper looks like. So I, uh-huh. I don't hold that against the movie, even though I would have personally preferred. Like I I had right. a little. I'd never finished actually making the prototype of it, or the, the actual physical thing. But I had like a little thing of like, oh, I'm going to redesign the stormtrooper and make it look cool, um, yeah. which I think I accomplished that mission. I never got around to building it, but. Um, you know, like as a sort of design exercise, but and I, and I have no expectation they were going to do that. It just would have been cool. So I'm not holding sure, against sure. a movie they didn't change because people would be like, "That's not a fucking stormtrooper," which I understand. But you know, there's yeah, that level of criticism that's more is not you know not reasonable to hold it against a movie. But all right, well, we need to wrap this up if for no other reason than because I got to pee. So this is uh, what is this number twenty five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Number 25. It was the, the, the I, post-mortem of Leo in Star Wars episode. Yeah. Um, I don't feel like we need to do our long Twitter thing. I feel like at this point, yeah, whatever. Yeah. anyone who gives a shit is already subscribed to it. You'll find um, us. Although I, w- I will say that I'm like hopefully, well, by the time this is out, I will have it hopefully submitted to Kindle because I'm I'm doing my sort of line edit on the book. Ah, right? I the whole, excellent. I have, I have the Trump Dog book printed out. Um, and I'm like a, like two thirds of the way through the thing. I'm very much looking little... forward to it. I can't wait. Me too. You know, as the, the most positive thing I can say about it is there are parts where I'm actually, it's making me laugh and that the, yep. my, my, my guideline for myself is if it doesn't feel like something I wrote, then it's good. You know what I mean? Mm, yep. I like do. not, not that I like, so, but you know, like, so it's like, oh, this feels like a thing as opposed to. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. A thing that lives so on was, its own now. A, yeah. So Maddie and Galen. Yeah. Many Gale are sitting watching, playing games or something, and I'm sitting at the table, just, and I'm like chuckling occasionally, and then just, she's like, what is it? And I just say the most horribly racist thing, but it's dialogue from the book. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, well, so that should so be trumpedupbook.com, yeah. it's trumpedupbook.com, it's coming. It's already yeah. out, if you're listening to this, it's probably yeah, already Hopefully, out. unless Kindle's trying to fuck me. You never know. Which would actually just necessitate me changing the title. Or the subtitle, actually, really. Because uh-huh. I have the subtitle being How I Donald Trump, blah, blah, blah. So it's like, I might have to change that. We'll see how yeah. it goes. But, um, yeah. Yeah, there's Ted Cruz bits. The Ted Cruz bits are pretty good. I'm happy with the Ted Cruz bits. Every time he good. speaks, he says, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it makes no sense. But anyway, no, um, yeah. So links to Twitter are going to be in the very minimal show notes. Um, yeah, and then you're you're on immortal.co yeah. uh-huh. maybe Do you, are you? I don't know. Well, you I haven't written there in a while, but I will. I will okay. once I get my brain back together. It's been it's been. A oh, rough and, time. and Maddie and I are uh, slowly starting to write stuff about eating bugs on gastrobug.com. Ah. Very very slowly, but um, we have a um, what's it a brownie recipe that hopefully will go up shortly soonish. Maddie has to write that one. Just in time for the holiday. Oh. 
Oh, well, we were joking about the idea of, uh, I didn't have to pee, but really quickly, the, um, cause we didn't, we knew the Christmas pictures cause they were Christmas, but the idea of still putting up pictures of like the family or whatever, we, you know, like to do that. And so like, well, we should just make up a holiday. And so I'm ah. debating when, what day of the year we should celebrate arbitrary day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was like every year it would be a different day cause who cares? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love it. Yeah. It's way better than yeah. Festivus. That's great. Oh, I love Festivus. that. Um, it's an arbitrary for the rest of us. No, that doesn't work at all. No, don't don't even. Um, stop. You, yeah, no, pull know, it back. Yeah, don't even I go know, that far. And you, oh, fuck. Oh, I fucked yeah, it up. Blew it. Anyway, yeah. um, talk to you next week, I suppose. I mean, probably all right, sir. Room, but not, not on the microphone. I've already, I'm already uh, a little moist here. <laughs> <laughs>